Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there. I'm so glad that you're with me here on the podcast today. I've got my friend Marlita Hill, who is an incredible artist and leader in the arts and influencer. And Marlita, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast today and sharing what God's doing in your life. Thank you for having me, Matt. This is so exciting. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We have connected over the years on Facebook and on email, and you know, you just kind of see what each other's doing, but it's always so good for each of us to be able to share our heart and find out what God's doing um, in our world. So I'm excited to, to get into that. One of the things that you are so passionate about um, is this really connection between the calling of the artist uh, from a real spiritual you know, connection with our father and at the same time doing that in the marketplace. And there are not many of us out there that are like that. <laughs> so, right, you are I, so right. I really would love to hear just a little bit of your journey, how that even began to blossom in your heart. Um, because I know a lot of artists struggle with that, that, wow, God gave me this thing, this gifting. Shouldn't I use it only in the church or is it okay to use it in the marketplace? And all of us come to that realization differently, but um, I'd love to hear your story personally, how you came to that. Sure. You know, it is really interesting that this is a relationship that artists struggle with. And for me, it's always felt so natural because that working relationship with God for me as an artist is all I've ever known. Mm. He was the one who brought me into dance. Um, just really quickly, I started in dance when I met a dance ministry in Los Angeles called The Hush Company. And it was under the direction of Stacy um, Meadows and LaQuinn Snowden. I had no desire to be an artist. I wasn't even thinking about art. Um, I wanted to be a psychologist. Mm. And so I was, there was this program that was taught at my church called BOSS, Building on Spiritual Substance. And they taught um, teenagers entrepreneurial principles based on scripture. And the couple that started this program, they have a resort up in the Idlewild Mountains um, in California, and they would have these events. And I would always go with my trainer up there. And there was this dance ministry. I had never heard of such a thing, <laughs> nor was I interested. <laughs> nor was I interested. But that is the first time I can ever remember hearing God speak to me. Mm. I didn't know it was him. And I knew that God would speak to me. I just thought he spoke to adults. Wow. And so I didn't know what it was. I was 15 at the time. And so they announced the group on the loudspeaker. You know, the Hush Company is going to do a presentation. And I was standing there working my booth. And I heard this voice say, go watch. Mm. And I didn't know what it was. And I was like, I remember having a, a, an audible response like, no, I don't, I don't want to go watch. And it said it again, go watch. And then it said it a third time, each time with the press. And so finally, I thought this thing is not going to leave me alone. I still didn't connect who it was or what it was. Because again, I'm 15. I know God will talk to me, but I thought he did that to adults. So finally, I went over there and I sat and I watched and I swear, Matt, it was like an elephant sat on my chest. Wow. 
And I just remember being glued to the seat and just tears pouring down my eyes. I had never seen anything like this. And I had Mm. seen dance before lots of times. But one of the mentors, she saw God dealing with me and she asked me if I wanted to meet them. And so I went upstairs, I prayed with them, and then I was at rehearsal three days later. (laughs) Mm, Wow, (laughs) wow. My entire life was changed. Now, the interesting thing, going back to the question that you asked me, was he was the one who initiated that interaction between me and this gift that I didn't even know that I had. Yes. And I started in ministry, but then God was the one who told me, go to school and study this. Mm. And God was the one who told me, start a dance company. And God was the one who told me, you know, go and collaborate with these people and do this here and do this there. So my entire career from ministry into secular culture has been led by him. Uh, so I don't, I don't know a split yes. between the two, right? Um, and so it was very interesting around 2015 when he started bringing this up for me again, because it was actually in 2001 when I was writing my first book, Dancers Assume the Position. Um, and he, you know, he was giving me the download for the book. And then there was this period about six months where he started talking to me about kingdom and artists and careers and that kind of thing. And then it stopped. And then my life just went back to dance. Mm. So around 2015, all of a sudden, this stuff starts coming up again. Um, and I remember I was like, oh my God, God is expanding me. This is <laughs> oh, this is, wow, I'm hearing new things. But I found, I had just moved into my apartment in Glendale and I found the original notebook with wow. all, all of the notes that I kept from that six months. And I realized that the language I was hearing now, I, I like literally have the notebook, is the saying that he was telling me back in 2001. Wow, wow. So that's when the Kingdom Artists Initiative started moving forward, is that, but, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I yeah. think it's it's so important for all of us as creatives to realize that anything of lasting value in our art, in our life, is always going to come out of those times of encounter with the Lord, and mine was the same yes. way when the Lord began to call me as a father to artists and to raise up an army of artists in 2009. It was after a season of brokenness and after a season of confusion in that Gideon moment and then boom encounter. And I'm just, I'm struck and so thankful for your story and the faithfulness of the people who were able to and willing to sow into you along the way, because again, all of us, we're not just products of our own hard work, right? We're, we're, we're products of the grace of God and, and the pouring in of others who are, who God strategically set in our life for such a time as this. And wow, just what a beautiful story. So keep going. <laughs> Thank And you know, it's interesting that you talk about them coming, them, uh, those moments coming in the difficult moments because that was a period when I couldn't get into school anywhere. Mm. God had told me to go to school. I had got accepted into Cal State Long Beach, the university, but I couldn't get accepted into the dance program because I didn't know that you had to know how to dance to go to college for dance. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that it was 
You're like, I'm trying to learn this, okay? <laughs> so. I was totally ignorant of the process. Right. And so um, that was very difficult for me. And I just like my confidence was broken down, but God kept speaking to me. He kept giving me things. And at times it made me resentful because I'm like, you know, I'm out here trying to do this and I can't get in. But the one thing that I kept doing was I kept going back, no matter yeah. how difficult it was. When I heard him talk, I kept sitting down and I yep. kept writing and I kept taking notes. And I have seen him unfold and be faithful to what he said back then. It didn't happen in the timing that I thought, you know, because it comes with such urgency. Sure. When God speaks to you, you think it's going to happen tomorrow and it doesn't. It's you're building your life with this. Um, so it didn't happen when I thought, and it surely didn't happen in the way that I thought. But I, I can literally track and see God bring everything together. And it's quite amazing in hindsight to look back and go, my God, this is actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and you never could have done it by yourself. I, I think that's the, no, the beautiful no. thing about the Lord is that he always speaks to that place of purpose and vision in us yeah. to, to kind of give us the all right, here's the 30,000 you know, foot view of what's next. And then right. all that kind of goes poof. And you're left with, like for me, I was sitting in the basement of my house in my studio at three o'clock in the morning going, uh, was that a dream or was that the pizza I had last night? Or, you know, what is that? And yet the Lord's like, no, it's totally me, but I want you to start with what you have in your hand. And as you steward that well, you have today. That's right. I'm going to bring growth in that. And so, so you continue doing that, right? I mean, I think that's the thing with, with people that really see yeah. uh, the kingdom really begin to flourish in their life is that they just don't quit. I mean, just keep on keeping on. Yeah. So, so you kept pushing and, and tell us, just keep going with that. So, yes. Um, <clears throat> so it took me about eight years to finally get accepted into a dance program. I was 27 when I finally got into my bachelor's program, mm -hmm. I was like six years younger than some of my professors. That yeah. was very interesting. <laughs> um, so <laughs> got up and moved to Baltimore. So I was there for three years um, and then came back. Uh, and it was interesting because that's when I got hired at the performing arts high school. They had built this brand new performing arts high school in downtown LA. Mm. And that was really interesting because I left California, not even being able to get accepted into a school. And then because of how the Lord had directed me to go to this particular school, um, I came back with this credential thing yeah. that yeah. I, again, was ignorant about, but God was leading me. And I didn't know that you had to have a credential to teach dance and they didn't have a dance credential in Los Angeles. So all of a sudden, because of this thing that I have, I was able to blow past people who would have wiped me out on paper because wow. I had this credential. So I was able to build um, from the ground up. I mean, there was nothing but paint and air. It was a brand new school, mm. but I got to build it um, from the ground up and build this dance program with a wonderful staff. And um, that was really a huge shift for me. So just continuing in moments like that and then stepping out and starting, you know, my project-based dance company and on and on. But those are kinds of things that I just kept doing yeah. no matter what. 
just do the next thing. <laughs> just do the next thing. And even me getting to grad school was because of an act of obedience that I did when I wrote my uh, first book, the Lord said, I want you to reach out to Christian colleges um, and I want you to send them your book. Christian colleges with dance programs, mm -hmm. send them your book. So I researched them. Um, I, you know, I found out the professors that taught dance ministry and I contacted them and told them about my book. And uh, there were about 16 of them that I reached out to and four responded. And uh, so I sent them the book and then nothing happened for about a year. And then I wrote the second book and I thought, okay, maybe this one will work. <laughs> so I, I will send it again, to right? <laughs> to those. Yes. So I reached out to those four that responded and sent it to them. And one person responded and, um, and I thought, okay, okay, I got somebody. Uh, and then nothing happened. Mm. Kind of said, hello. Okay, I kind of watched them from afar for two years. Then finally, after that, um, they reached out to me and brought me here to the same school that I'm at to do a residency. This wow. was back in 2015. And then we, you know, became genuine friends and that kind of thing. And here I am, three years later, after that encounter, which is probably about five or six years after that act of obedience. Wow. And I'm here on full scholarship. Oh, praise the Lord. Program. Come so on. it's like, it's <laughs> those kinds of things. You know, one of the things that's interesting is going back to your original question, what I'm really interested in because of my experience and because of the way I got into this is helping artists understand how to have a flourishing working relationship mm. between their faith and their art career. Um, and one of the things which, which I'm sure you know you talk about as well in your amazing program is first we have to get artists to recognize that your career life is safe right. in your relationship with God. Right. That you are not dishonoring him, that he's not looking to take it from you, that right where you are making the kind of art that you make with who you make it with, God is in that and he mm. is leading you in that. And so, so you good. are safe. Right. So you are safe to release um, your career life and your creative life to him, because what he's actually looking to do is lead you fully into what he showed you, not shift it or change it. Mm. Um, and so if that's the case, then it's safe to listen to him as he leads you and gives you direction, because some of the things sometimes, even if we desire to, quote unquote, serve God with our art life we are afraid to let him be Lord right. in our art life. Right. Because we don't necessarily see him as capable of leading us in that space. Mm. Right. Um, and so I'm like, no, no, he is actually very capable. He is the most capable. <laughs> of leading <laughs> He defines him. capable. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So building that trust, because we're just not, because we don't have people a lot of people like you and I telling artists who are career minded, career oriented yeah. that yes, God is even interested in that. And God mm. is in that because there are not enough advocates for that. We are not used to imagining God in that space.
Well, hey, there's Matt. And, you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. Well, you know, I was talking the other day in the in our mentoring program about the the whole idea of what I've come to to term. I don't know if this is correct theologically or whatever, but this is how I've come to term it: the gospel of salvation versus the gospel of the kingdom. And the gospel of salvation yes. is all about you know get saved so you can get more people saved so we can all get saved <laughs> so that we can wait on the bus you know so we can all go to heaven and be with Jesus yeah. and get out of this old world, you know, and uh, how bad and horrible it is. And we're in a war and oh, you know, all this kind of thing, as opposed to seeing what I believe Jesus preached, which was the gospel of the kingdom, which is the cross is the door. Door. Jesus is the way he is the door, but through the cross is the door to the kingdom. And in the kingdom, there's abundance and there's life and there's beauty and there's enjoyment. And there's, you know, this idea of, take this thing that God has invested in you, the thing that you're passionate about, use it for his glory, be an ambassador for his goodness, flow with his Holy spirit, invest that thing and multiply it. Matthew 25, you know, and let's really live. And I think it's the biggest roadblock for, for artists to uh, be able to make that switch because so much of, so many of us uh, grew up in church and church culture in such a way that said, if you have a calling from God, it's got to fit and exist and move in the context of the local church. Right. I just believe, and I'd love to just hear more of your thoughts on this. I just really believe that 99% of our gifting is for the marketplace, but it can bless the church. And that doesn't mean right. we shouldn't serve in the church and be a part of a local church. Absolutely. But if an artist looks for the full expression of their creative gifting, especially if they have entrepreneurial, you know, um, ideas and, (laughs) you know, about that, they're going to be disappointed. And I, I I mean, it's just the truth. And so I think that the the church can be an incredible encouragement. I think the church is the seedbed, if you will, for ideas and dreams and callings to come about, but it is not necessarily uh, the place where it's going to find its full expression. And I know that you've written about and talk about, you're really very acutely aware of this uh, dance that artists have kind of back and forth between what some would call the secular and the spiritual. And, you know, I just, I'd love to, did you have a, I guess, a, an issue with that? Was it your own struggle or was this something that you were seeing others were dealing with and you began to speak into it? This is something that I was seeing others struggle with. Um, 
because like, like I said, you know, the way that I came into it and even the church that, that I am still a part of, you know, I've been a part of my church for 20 something years, yeah. but he always taught us that, that we should be out in the marketplace. Mm. And it's interesting because I think about, I, I love the, um, the comparison you made from the gospel of salvation to the gospel of the kingdom. And I think about it like how romance movies are, you know, I love sometimes to just kind of, you know, numb out sometimes, with <laughs> cheap, you know, cheesy Hallmark movies. That's right. But I think sometimes most of the time we present life and God like romance movies are presented, mm. right? Which is exactly what you said. The whole movie is up to the point where they kiss and say, I do. And then right. literally, Poof. Credits, credit, <laughs> right, right, right. Instead of, oh, should I say, we never see the mundane Tuesday. Yeah. We never see the Wednesday. We never see anything like that. So one of the things that's really interesting is what does life look like once you've gotten saved? Mm. Right. That's, that's what, what people are wanting to know. That's what they're struggling with. Now that I've gotten saved, what do I do with this? How do I use this? What, what, how does this inform my life? Where does it fit? You, you know what I mean? And that's what the gospel of the kingdom um, includes is how do I live this life? How do I deal with sexuality and loss? And, you know, what does it mean to be single? What does it mean to hurt, to be angry, to feel, to feel lost? All of this stuff. How do you deal with that on the other side of that door? Um, and where does God meet you in that place on the other side of that door? So for me particularly, and you particularly, in that creative space, where does God meet us? How does this spiritual life that we've said yes to, how does that color and inform and shape this, mm. this life that we have yeah. um, creatively and uh, artistically and, and our career life? What does that play? And so that's what um, I'm really interested in is getting artists to understand that one, that you are an artist on the other side of a yes so you've got to pay attention to that yes that you've made and then what that looks like. What does that practically look like to, to create a life, to form a life, shape a life that honors that yes that you've made? What are you seeing in some of those? Of the, what are you seeing as some of the biggest challenges for artists that as you're walking with them and in, uh, in what God's called you to do that are trying to navigate that? What are some of the roadblocks that, uh, that you're helping them move through? So for me specifically, I look at the relationship. Can you hear me? I can now, just now. So maybe, okay. yeah, okay. go ahead. Um, so for me specifically, I focus on the relationship, right? The relation, God, I'm sorry, the relationship between the artist and God and their relationship between their faith, art, and career. That's, mm. that's where I center right there, because I believe if that is right, everything else will flow naturally, because this yeah. is supposed to be a natural thing. 
That's right. Um, and so for, for that, because that's where I focus, then the hardest thing is that relationship. It is seeing God in that space and getting over the things that have hindered or, or fostered a mistrust of sorts mm. between those things. Um, and so one of the biggest things that I see people struggle with is, <clears throat> at least in what I do, is, is he even interested in what I do? Mm. Can I actually serve him with, with this? Would, like we talk about, sometimes we'll talk about, you know, are you, are you asking God what to do with your career? Mm. Are you asking him next steps? And that doesn't occur to them because they don't even think to bring him into that space. Right, right. Right. So to me, that's the biggest thing for them is just realizing, oh, my God, I didn't even know I was keeping him out. I wasn't aware of why I was keeping him out. And oh my God, this makes so much sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they say, I, I'm like, you know this. Like, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. But yeah, but I think for so many artists, and you know this, um, they've not had any context for exactly. it. Exactly. They've not seen anyone that's moving in this. That was a even a big hang up for me. I remember when the Lord called me as a father to artists, Matt, go raise up an army of artists the immediate mindset that I had was, okay, am I supposed to start a church for artists or, how does <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, cause right. yeah, I was, yeah. had a ministry mindset and he was like, no, I'm going to use your baskets, which again made no sense. And he was like, I'm going to begin to give you an art career. And slowly, but surely over time, over a number of years, he took me from a hobbyist to somebody walking in the marketplace I, that just had extreme favor on my business and on sales and marketing and all this sort of thing. And every step of the way I could just hear him, listen, I'm going to use you as a model for what I want to do in the lives of other artists. And I think that's been for both of us to be able to, to share this story that is scary and exciting and faith filled yeah. and all of that. But to, to look at other artists and say, listen, this can absolutely be your life and more you know, you're going to do greater works than yeah. these because it is not right. about trying to be me or be you or anybody else, but it's about connecting authentically with that design that God's placed in us. And then, and then listening to his voice as we walk. And right. I just, uh, we're, we're such kindred spirits in, in this moment. Yes, I mean, we, are. we are. It's just like, I can see well, that's us. That's why I've been stalking you low key for years. Well, it's all good. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, uh, which we could probably have a whole nother conversation about this, but I remember when, when God started bringing this language up for me again, and I remember finding you cause I had, had no, um, I had no model either. I was just, nobody in my life is an artist. I didn't grow up wanting to be an artist, right? you know, none of that stuff. So I had no model. And it's interesting because we kind of, entered this on the mentoring side from from different points because you were older and, and aware that this is what God was leading you to do for me I was just going okay what do I do next okay what do I do next and then the Lord said turn around look at what I've done with you wow now I want you to teach this to other people well, yeah. well I think it's just so powerful about how he leads each of us individually well, that's the um, kingdom, right? Is follow me as I follow Christ. I mean, exactly. That's, that's the essence of discipleship, you know. So exactly. 
Exactly. So beautiful. Um, but I remember when I first, uh, I was looking, because the first thing I do when God, you know, tells me something is I, I'm like, okay, what do I need to go read? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember finding you and I remember my heart dropped. Wow. I said, God, somebody else is already doing this. Why are you bothering? Like, I remember I read um, I think I was reading your blog and I got scared because I was like, this sounds like I have literally plagiarized this man's <laughs> website. <laughs> oh, my oh my God, Lord, what am I going to do? And it's just interesting that over the years he has shown me as, yeah. as we've refined and distilled and drilled down and, and that kind of thing. No, no. There's room for yogurt land and pink. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know what I mean? So there's so many things that I've learned even. And then as we come together, you know, as parts of the body of Christ, we come together so that we can serve. That's right. Different people. It's just, it's beautiful. I've learned a lot. (laughs) Well, well, I think we all get to bring a piece of, of the pie and of the piece of what God's doing in us and, I remember right after I wrote Unlocking the Heart of the Artist, um, I got to be friends with Scott McElroy, who wrote Finding Divine Inspiration, who was just on the podcast the other day. And then um, not long after that, I had somebody that had come to our gathering of artisans go to something in Boston and a guy named Mm -hmm. Chris Otto, who's uh, become a friend and over the years and um, has wrote, written a book about, you know, God raising up an army of artists. And they're like, have you guys talked? Because, but he had like in 2007, I think it was, God spoke to him about um, raise up an army of artists to build Jesus a throne in the earth. And in 2009, God told me raise up an army of artists to reveal God's glory in the earth. And, you know, each of us, you know, you, I think about Stephen Roach on Makers and Mystics podcast and all that with Mm -hmm. Breath in the Clay and our Gathering of Artisans conference and others. I mean, it's just Teresa Dedman and all they're doing at Bethel. I mean, we all have a part of, of this. And I think the more we hold hands and, um, and just point to each other and say, Hey, have you heard this person? Have you heard what, what she carries or what he carries? You know, you need that. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's just beautiful flow. So, well, listen, I know people are going to want to connect with you on social media and on your website. Tell us the best place that they can do that. And also about your, your podcast so they can subscribe and and listen to that as well. Absolutely. So um, the podcast is called the kingdom art life. So you can find that on iTunes or you can go to the kingdomartlife.com. That's awesome. where the podcast is. It's on my website, um, marlitahill.com. And then also um, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at I am Marlita Hill. Awesome. So awesome. Where I am. Well, Marlita, what a joy. And um, would you just take a minute? I just love it. And I know our listeners love it when we can just pray a blessing on them and just really release that which God's put in our heart uh, for them. So would you take just a moment and, and do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Lord God, we just thank you. Mm. We thank you that you are our God and our father, that we um, receive you as Lord. And father, I pray for these artists. I pray for these artists that they would see you in a way that they've never seen you before as Mm. safe that they are safe, that their artistry is safe, 
that their career is safe, that their career vision is safe, Mm. that their ambition is safe, that their desire is safe, that it is a place that you desire to come and commune with us, Mm. to shape us and form us, to put us on display, to work through us. That, That is all a part of our relationship, this desire that you have to live life with us, all of that you desire for us to bring into this relationship with you. And so, Father, I just pray again that people would see, that we as artists would recognize that coming to you and giving this to you is not losing our identity. It's not losing our artistic rigor. It's not um, losing our contemporariness but it is actually an invitation to step fully into all that you desire us to be, all that you desire us to experience, Mm. all that you desire us to display and to demonstrate. And so I thank you, Lord, for that relationship, that through having a thriving relationship with you and between our faith and art and career, that that is how we become thriving artists, Mm. thriving artists who can point back and demonstrate a God who desires to create flourishing and thriving in more of his children. Mm. So we thank you, Father, for a life and a career that people can look at and see hope and see fullness and Mm. see identity and becoming, but most of all, that they can look at our art life look at our success, look at our thriving, look at our peace, look at our influence and see you in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. 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 to thank you so much. I know all of you that are listening right now, you're encouraged as well. So I want to encourage you just to reach out and check out all that Marlita is doing, subscribe to her podcast. And again, just thank you so much Marlita for, for being you, on today. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to more combos with you. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.